All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and all thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power, to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth through all generations. Psalm 145, 10-13 You are listening to My Religious Struggles, the podcast. Hello and welcome to a special episode of My Religious Struggles, uh, the podcast where we take your questions right here and answer them. We've just finished our um, our kingdom series, and we've talked quite vastly in much detail about the kingdom, what it means, what it means to us, what it means to God, what it means to the Godhead. If you've missed any of those episodes, please check out uh, season two so far. Uh, before um, we go on and talk about anything else, we thought it would be a great idea to answer some of your questions, but. As usual, I would pass the microphone over to my co-host so he can introduce himself and let us know how he's doing. If you're an avid listener, you already know how he's doing, but we all love to hear it. So, Kennedy, how are you and how are you doing? Enjoying life as usual. I'm riding on the high places of the earth because I've been fed with the heritage of Jacob, my father, who has spoken. Um, so yeah, having fun, having fun, busy, extremely busy. Um, a lot of irons in the fire, but I'm having fun with it. Um, someone tell me I gotta be careful that I don't get, um, um, uh, what do they call it? Burnt out. They, we had a fantastic, um, we had a fantastic, um, a business and health seminar yes we that was hosted by yeah. you where those ladies did a phenomenal job man it i was, was just talking amazing. to nesma i was just talking to nesma about it um a while ago she couldn't she wanted to but she couldn't because she was still in class because of the right. time factor and so we need to take that into consideration next time but uh, but please could you put that link up on the the the, the on, yes, on the, the podcast i will put um i will put a link up to how you guys can catch the recording of that session so it was a session on business and mental health and it was absolutely phenomenal as you said it was great the feedback from it has been amazing Mm. um everyone loved it everyone loved you kennedy they were like i asked someone for some feedback and what she said to me she said all i'm gonna say is kennedy all i'm gonna say (laughs) so they absolutely love to hear what you had to say about um everything that we spoke about so yes as kennedy said the link to how you can catch that replay is going to be in the description of this podcast so please check that out um actually we were i was asking people about um i did a poll to find out what um we should talk about next what one of the subjects should be um and i wasn't planning to do another one till october uh, not october we are in october not do another one until um next year sorry until next february and i said october because in my book there's there's October written in my book. Um, but I wasn't planning on doing another one until February. And it seems that people really like this and like having these conversations. And so thinking about doing um, at some point soon, I don't want to make any promises, 
<laughs> but at some point soon. And one of the topics that people thought might be a good one to bring up is business and the church. And I, I think that would be an excellent conversation. And I have an already an idea of people that I would invite to be a part of it. So people that are, um, you know, outspoken, avid uh, believers, disciples, and have businesses. And I think that in itself would be a, a great conversation to have. But anyways, yeah. digress from today's. But, but before you digress, before you digress, because um, I was looking at the news um, a little earlier and discovered that at one of the universities, the, the folks who are committing suicide. Mm. Um, and so this concept of mental health is extremely, extremely important. Yes. Um, because it's, it's something we're not dealing with. And, and, and uh, one, another one of the, the, the prayer lines asked me to do a presentation. I started doing a presentation on grief. And they're asking me to come back again. And I was trying to figure out what is it that God wants me to deal with. Mm. And in listening to the podcast, because here's how I know that it, when God wants me to present something, I get, I get the entire outline. I get, I get what I'm supposed to talk about. And I don't have to go searching for it. He downloads it in my spirit. It doesn't mean I have to, doesn't have to do research and, and fill, in the, fill in some information that I need to fill in. But I don't have to fight in order to, 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 to find information in order to present. And so while I was sitting there, because I, was, I wanted to talk about the kingdom, and I love talking about the kingdom. And what's fascinating is that I couldn't, I couldn't have a coherent um, um, eight subjects talking about the kingdom. Right. Right. But when it comes to the aspect of the mental health, though, it's there. But you know, I think, I think even talking about us as disciples and mental health is going to be a very important subject. Yes. And I actually feel that maybe that's something we can incorporate in the next part, in part two of season two. And we let you guys know what that is. Um, so we'll be launching part two of season two next week on, on our next episode. And that's where we'll be introducing the, the next part, the topic for that part. Um, and I feel like somehow, you know, it, it's going to come up there. Um, and, and so stick around for that. As you know, new episodes drop every Wednesday. So, Kendi, can we get into it? Can we get into some of the questions? <laughs> so, <clears throat> as I said, we've been talking about the kingdom. Uh, someone posted this question on, um, on our YouTube, um, in the comments of our last episodes. I can't remember which episode it was. And I almost forget what the question might be in relation to, but I'm gonna ask it as it is and you'll answer. The person says, what about the thief on the cross? And I'm assuming the, th the thief that died um, beside Jesus, mm -hmm. he was not baptized. Right. So what about him? That's why, that's one of the reasons why Jesus was baptized. Jesus, there was no need for Jesus to get baptized because one of uh, uh, Part, part of the role and responsibility of, of baptism is to for the washing away of sin. Um, and so Jesus didn't have sin. And so he, and remember he first Peter chapter one, first Peter 221 says that he for even here unto what he called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps. 
And, and when, when John came to him, John said to him, why are you asking me to baptize you? I must be baptized of you. And Jesus said, no, you need to baptize me so that it can fulfill all righteousness. So Jesus' baptism, therefore, stands in place of the baptism of those individuals who are able to get baptized. Because remember in John chapter 3, Jesus said to Nicodemus, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And therefore, in order for him to enter, we have to enter, therefore, on Jesus' baptism rather than our own baptism because his baptism is a substitute for our baptism. Now, that substitute is only holds for when you're unable to do so. It is beyond your control. Since you can't baptize yourself and it, and it was a baptism plan, you got sick for whatever reason that you weren't able to do it, then Jesus' baptism now stands in place of your baptism. So it's done so it can fulfill all righteousness. So God always takes into consideration the whole picture. He takes he leaves out nothing. Nothing is left out. As I was word. about to say he really is the ultimate sacrifice. Yes. The ultimate. I've yes. never thought about that. So I've always had this question come where people say, is that person really saved if they, if they haven't been baptized? Right? Mm -hmm. And so the question is always around um, an extreme scenario of if they, they go to church, they accept Christ, at the altar call, step out of the church and get hit by a car and die. What happens to that person, <laughs> right? This is always a crazy extreme example that people do. You know, does that person, and I'm like, well, of course the person goes to heaven, but I've never been able to explain it in that way. I've got a question though, just leading off of that extreme scenario and what you've just said. You just said that it depends, that, you know, that's, that's doesn't excuse. So that's in place of people who cannot, for whatever reason, get baptized um what happens to the person that for want of better words puts it off very good very good what happens to them and, and i mean so they put it off and then they're faced um face to face with with jesus or whatever do they still enter into the kingdom it depends it depends because god's objective is that well first of all he loves us Number one. Number two, he exercises grace towards us as his children. Number three, we don't know exactly who is and who's not going to be. That's God's business and not ours. But there are clues in the Bible that tells us, that gives us an indicator that he is not, God is not in heaven looking down to get us. Ooh. He's looking down to save us. And he'll do everything in his power in order to save us. So when you look at uh, Psalm 87, uh, verses 4 to 6, it is repeated there th um, and three times that God takes into consideration that that person was born there. So God takes our entire life into consideration before saving us. And he knows our entire life. He knows our motives. He knows stuff about us that we didn't e even know about ourselves yet. So God takes all that and because he's a God of love, because he's a God of mercy, because he's a God of grace. And a lot of us see him as a law, a God of law mm. and order. But he's not. He's a God of love. And if you don't, therefore, begin to understand the law in the context of love, then you have missed the boat. Because God's objective, it is for by grace, are ye saved through faith. That none of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. 
So it is not based on what we have done or what we didn't do. It is based on God or what God has done for us and how we respond to that in love because of the love that he has for us as his children. I mean, one of the things that I say as well, and I, I, I say this in as much love as I can, is once you've made that, that decision, that internal decision um, to accept Jesus, it's kind of, if, so, when, so when I became a Christian, or I'm still using the term Christian, apologies, we've learned that it's disciple. Right. Um, so I'm unlearning certain things. But when I made that decision, it was being baptized was almost a no-brainer. Right. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like I would say to the person that is thinking, oh, well, what if, you know, I put out this, this and that. I feel like I want to say to them, you know, I want you to check yourself um, and the decision that you made because uh, it's an outward expression of something that you've done already within your heart. So when you, when you, I think of it this way, when you fall in love with someone, you want to shout it to the rooftops, you want to tell everyone, you know, you want to, it's, it's a big deal, right, for you personally. Um, right. And I just feel like, like baptism is that outward expression. With that being said, concerning the, the, the thief on the cross, coming back to the question, what you said makes complete sense. Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice and ultimate in every aspect. He's got us covered. He's got our backs. And I yeah. love it. I love it. Let me add, let me add one, more, one more part to that. And yeah. that is, here is here's how, how we're going to be, the premises by which we're going to be saved also. Jesus knows, God knows, that if the thief had, had lived longer, he would have gotten baptized. The same thing for the individual who is struggling with baptism, because you see, and also one of the things we have to be extremely careful with, we tend to judge people based on our experience. Mm, mm, that's true. But there are those individuals who believe in Jesus Christ, but are struggling with the concept of baptism. Fair enough, fair enough. But God knows that if that person had lived two, three, four weeks, five weeks, uh, a year later, they would have been baptized. And so they'll be, they be saved on, based on that merit, not just on what they're doing now, because it has nothing to do with what we're doing and what we have done or what we're about to do. It has to do with what Christ has done for us and our response to what Christ has done for us. One thing that this podcast is doing for me, I have to interject and say this, is it's, it's like a liberation of all the legality that I have been taught all these years or that I have known all these years and it's interesting because Christ is the one that breaks our chains yeah (laughs) he does that work and we we put ourselves in other chains right 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 Right. yes these chains are justified by our religion and what we don't understand is that actually the crisis work is so that we don't have any chains at all. Right. Right. And we've put ourselves, so he's delivered us from the bondage of the world and then we come to the church and we're in bondage again. Yes. Yes. That's someone explained it. Someone explained it this way. We are set free, but we're still sitting in prison with the door wide open. 
yep, you're sitting in prison. Basically, basically. Um, this is one thing that this podcast is doing. It's really opening my eyes to the extreme grace that God has and the freedom that he's given us. Yes. And Hallelujah. we just need to embrace that. Hallelujah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... The rest of these are more of statements that people have made that I feel like I want us to expand on just a little bit more. Um, I'm going to ask this one and then I'm going to just get up and get my drink of water very quickly so you can carry on and explain. But someone made the point about the kingdom being a lifestyle. I know we've talked about it in the episode. We touched on it on the, on, um, on the recap as well. Um, can we just can we just elaborate on that point very quickly? A very short elaboration on that point. Um, John chapter 10. In John chapter 10 and verse 10, the Bible says, I am come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. We studied that the Godhead lives in the context of the kingdom. And therefore, because we live in the because they live in the context of the kingdom, then we have to understand how to live then as a kingdom disciple, how to live as a citizen of the kingdom of God. And Jesus, that's what Jesus actually came to show us. To show us. So when you look at Jesus, he is the epitome of what a disciple is. He's an epitome of what um, um, a citizen of the kingdom looks like. He's the epitome of showing us how to live as kingdom citizens and understand that that's what it's about. It's about being a citizen of the kingdom of God. And so when you begin to understand that you're a citizen of the kingdom of God, there's certain behaviors you're going to have that imitates, that, 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 that emulates how Jesus lived his life. So Jesus, and, and notice that Jesus spoke about the kingdom more than anybody else. That was his message. His message was to get us to understand the lifestyle of the person who is or considers themselves a disciple. Because once you're a disciple, you're a citizen of God's kingdom. And this, therefore, is how you should live your life. And one of the best places you can find that is on the Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount lays out for us how we should live our lives as kingdom citizens. Or go back to Genesis 1, 1 and 2. Good. Um, and like I said, we have to discuss that in, in, very, um, in quite detail. So I would encourage everyone to just go back and check that, check that out. I've got a question here um, based on Matthew 6.33, which is, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto you. What does it mean to seek God's kingdom first? Remember we said that um, um, in Romans 14, 17, the kingdom of God is right is, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Coming back to the lifestyle again that we've been talking about. So when it says seek first, um, um, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Search for, in other words, search. But here's, here's the paradox. The paradox actually is we can't by searching find out God. So God reveals himself to us. So the searching is we have the desire and then God reveals himself. So God reveals himself to us and therefore our focus should be first on the kingdom of God. Not second, not third, not fourth. It should be primary in, in our eyes because remember we talked about uh, the father, the son, and the spirit live in the context of the kingdom. Right. They have placed the, 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 the very kingdom 
above themselves because they, they, they reduce themselves to the point where they live within that kingdom. And so once they're living within that kingdom, so if we seek for the kingdom, we're going to find the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit there. Not only that, we're going to find each other there as well. How does, so what does seeking look like? What does that look like? Does it look like, you know, uh, um, getting up early and reading your Bible and praying? And what does seeking look like? No, no, it's not. And again, those are traditions that we have fixed. Those, those are things that we have we have decided this is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, so, for example, let, let, let's, 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 let's even take one of, one of those that you're talking about. We don't even have to pick up the Bible um, um, always now and read it. We can get the Bible read. The Bible can be read for us. We can choose who we want to read the Bible for us. And this is fantastic, especially for those who are auditory. Mm. So seeking after God is, okay, it's, it's just like seeking for a girlfriend or boyfriend. Seeking for a husband or wife. In a long time, so I don't know what that is. <laughs> for a husband or for a wife. So it's, the same, it's the same principle. There's that desire within us to want to get to know. And so we, and we, move, we move heaven and earth in order to get to that person. Right. The same thing when it comes to God. You move heaven and earth to get to him. And the objective is always to know him. And here is the most important in terms of seeking after God. Whenever we pick up the word, for example, or whenever we are praying, whenever we are witnessing, the objective should always be to get to know God. Mm. We don't normally, we don't, we don't, unless we are taught that, normally when we pick up the word of God, when we pray, when we go to church, the objective really is to be in a better standing with God mm. or to study something that you like. Or to, 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 to show up that I know the scriptures. So our motives, when in our seeking now, what is our motive for seeking? Because the Bible says, for example, if you want to have grace and truth, if you want your, your, your joy, your, your, your peace, your long-suffering, your gentleness, your meekness, your, your, your temperance to be multiplied, it's through a knowledge of God. So the more we get to know God, so when we seek after God, here's what happens in the process. Uh, the fruit of the spirit is multiplied within us. And so we become more Christ-like in the process. And therefore, we, we know how to live then in the kingdom of God, not only here on earth, we'll be able to live in the kingdom and then come back to earth and live because we have been searching for this God. Fantastic. I love it. We've got one more question here. And I thought I'd expand... Um, on the question is looking for an expansion on how do we expand the kingdom? And if you guys remember um, episode seven and eight, I believe it was, we had um, some special guests come in and they were talking about what they're doing to expand the kingdom of God. And we did talk about this and I did ask this question, but I think it needs to be um, I explained a bit more, and it was how do I know how to do this? How do I know how to expand the kingdom? I'm not an author or a minister, or I, I presume it's no one of importance. Let's put it that way. How do I know how to expand the kingdom? What is my way of expanding the kingdom? I'm glad you asked that because it is it is so confusing for a lot of us. But let me take you to almost the bottom rung of the social ladder. When Jesus met Peter, Andrew, James, and John, they were fishermen. 
Yeah. They were fishermen. Here's Jesus said to them, uh, come, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Mm -hmm. So what God actually was saying to them, I want you to use the gift of fishing that you have and now catch men rather than catch fish. Right. So if you are into, if you are into um, 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 cleaning, if you are into collecting garbage, if you are into being an engineer, if you are into being, fixing computers, if you are being into um, nail salon, whatever gift it is that God has given you, you need to learn how to take that now and win men and women to him. So mm -hmm. how do I become computers of men? How do I become garbage collectors of men? How do I become um, nail salon uh, um, um, men and women, by the way, I'm just not talking about men now. Um, um, yeah, and, and yeah. I hear the Bible only has just men. But you become fishers of men, fishers of women, computer of men, computer of women. Um, so you use the gifts that you have, accomplish your purpose, our purposes, our purpose with that gift, our purposes with that gift, accomplish your, your ministries, set up ministries, set up your vocation, and then God will take those now and combine so you can accomplish your destiny. It doesn't matter what it is. It has, and that's the, the, the challenge that the church has had. It has not therefore helped people how to utilize their gifts in order to accomplish their purposes, their ministries, their vocations, and thus be able to live life to its fullest. Mm -hmm. Because remember we said last week that our gifts actually gives us energy. They, they provide their own energy. And that's why we are not, we don't become bored. We don't become um, um, trying to figure out now, how should I live my life? Because our lives, instead of being segregated, being isolated, it becomes now integrated because we are now taking the, our gifts, which is the foundation, first of all, being a disciple, taking the gifts that we have now and utilizing our gifts, which is um, paramount to us, therefore enjoying life, utilizing it in these different areas so that we can advance the kingdom of God. Fantastic. I, I think I think one of the biggest takeaways from here for me is understanding that your gift isn't just confined to church. You know, it's not just preaching or teaching or evangelism. It's not just being in the worship team. It's not just, you know, um, being an usher. It's not just confined to church. <clears throat> you know, your gift can be anything outside of that. Yeah. Um, what is it? That, what is it that you enjoy doing? What is it yes. that you can do without even getting paid for it? What is it that motivates you? What causes you to get up in the morning, and then that which which causes you to want to get out of bed to do, even if it's not even if it's not the job that you're doing, if it's not if it's not your your vocation, even though your vocation should actually come out of your gift, but nobody taught us how to do that, and you can also reach to the stage now where you take your gift, and your gift becomes the foundation for everything else in your life, because like you said, that's where the energy comes from. And as a result, the church has fallen short in not helping us to understand the, the difference between um, utilizing our gifts and the offices that we have in church. Mm. Mm. Very good. Very interesting. This was, a, this was an awesome, awesome series. This Kingdom series was very, very... It was really good. It was really good. I learned so much over the last few months. Um, and, you know, a lot of people in the comment section have expressed the same sentiments. 
And so I think we've done a good job. You've done a great job, Kennedy, at explaining this and going through this series. So thank you so much. Um, we've come to the end of this series now. We've, we've, we've come to the end of it. We've done what we can with this series. But listen, we've got a few announcements before we go. Um, and that is, uh, you will see in the description of this um, this episode, a link to our discipleship class um, that we're doing as part of Kingdom University Network. So the podcast here is on the if you like, of Kingdom University Network. Um, and this is where we have courses, sessions, we have lots of different things happening over at Kingdom University Network. And one of those is the discipleship class. We've just finished or about to finish Discipleship 101, um, and we are embarking on Discipleship 102. Now, uh, from what I understand, Kennedy, people can still join on for the first time at Discipleship 102, but you also get the opportunity to, um, to get Discipleship 101, to purchase Discipleship 101 and, and listen to that course as well. So these are a series of courses on Discipleship. If you've been with us start of this podcast you would understand the um, the importance of discipleship um, and what it means and this course just really goes into detail um, about it so you can click the link in this description box and it'll take you to, um, to where you can read more about the course and how you can be involved uh, do you have any other um, announcements to make Yes, and those who are new who will, who will purchase the, um, the, the, the next class, we'll give them a discount also on the first class. Very good. There you go. So all of that will be in the, in, in the link um, below. Um, but I think, yeah, that's, that's it for us for now. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us for this series. Listen, next week we start a brand new series, uh, season two, part two. You don't want to miss it. So make sure you join us. Remember, we've got new episodes coming out every Wednesday um, on YouTube and uh, on our website, uh, www.kingdomuniversitynetwork.com and wherever you do your podcast. So make sure you join us. Uh, Kennedy, we'll see you next week. And everyone, see ya. Bye. <laughs>